0: Hope Barstool. Happy New Year. Happy 2016. First podcast of 2016. Um, probably very, probably good timing for this one. I'm about to invite Jr. John Robinson, my backup CEO, kind of my shrink sometimes as well, onto the show. And so we're going to go through a little exercise, a little mental exercise as we look back at 2015 and plan for 2016. It's really just a snippet of it. I'm going through the long version of this as well. But it's going to give you a look deep inside at, you know, my own demons and what I'm dealing with. And how I'm trying to sort everything out and straighten it out for 2016. So hopefully it helps you. Alright, so, hey man. I don't know what kind of drink you got. You'll soon find out I don't have one. But uh, pour a glass of water, pop a bottle, whatever you got to do. Let's do it. Hey everybody, it's John from JohnLumber.com and John Lumber Digital on Facebook. Here with the first ever edition of the social media pubcast of 2016, where we invite you to this to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. I've been saying that for three and a half years, something like that. Now, this week, I invite my friend, my business manager, my backup CEO, Mr. John Robinson to the pub. How you doing, JR?
1: Happy New Year, or as Eddie Murphy would say, Merry New Year, I think that's what he would Man, say. I
0: think he did I think he did say Merry <laughs> New Year, back to America, or coming to America. Right?
1: Yes, no, no, it wasn't coming to was America. It? What was it? It was trading places.
0: Ah, oh, trading places, <laughs> gotcha. Well, yeah, I, we start at an interesting place, as, as, as we were just talking about some stuff
1: offline, this is where I ask...
0: My friend JR, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. So, what are you drinking? And
1: this year, well, here's what I'm drinking for the first of the year, and it's cranberry juice. And yes, they serve cranberry juice at the bar. For everyone who wonders about that, you, you think that cranberry vodka, yes, there's cranberry, but just no vodka. Yeah. So, no beer, just cranberry today. And that's because I'm trying to do a dry January. In a dry January, I read an article about a woman who has done nine dry Januaries of the last nine years, and she talks about her, her learnings, her insights before she does it and after she does it. So I figured, you know what, My, what I want to, to happen is to have a little more energy, a little more creative space, show up more present for, for friends and family. And that's what I'm thinking that, that I'm going to get out of it. But after 30 days, next month, I will share, you know, what I got out of going in for a dry January. And I'm not the only one. I've got uh, a few of my friends who joined in that said, you know what? I want to try to see what a dry January looks like for me. So I know I'm going to save some money for sure. Yeah. I'll save money today because you're picking up the tab on the cranberry juice. Oh,
0: no, it's pretty expensive. No, I, no I've definitely been reading about it. Um, yeah, I know I don't want- <laughs> This is gonna come off as kind of weird and extreme that you know, this is the pub cast, right? Uh but I'm not drinking a beer either. I've got a water. I'm not going so far as saying I'm going dry January, but and we can talk about this as well. I really have no idea what, what direction we're gonna go with this today. That's pretty much up to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> you know, over the last couple of weeks, my my mind's been a mess. And I knew I needed to take inventory of everything. And I finally got to a state today where I started thinking things through to a point where, okay, I need to sit down and start writing this down, taking inventory of where I am right now, mentally, physically, um, the business, um, everything, relationships, and, you know, being careful about what I do with that. Like, I think what you can do is, you know, then say, okay, I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to do this and make it have this long list of things that you're now going to do. And it's kind of like you know New Year's resolutions, and I think the danger of that is you're setting yourself up for failure. So, about I think the most important part of this process that I'm going through is the inventory and kind of acknowledging these things that are going on, and and trying to solve them the best my ability. One of those things is health wise. I think 2015 was my worst worst year ever, and is which is weird because I did run a little bit. I'm not overweight. I don't smoke. I don't drink a ton. I just have not felt well. And I think, you know, part of it's I need to do a better job of checking up on all that stuff. But when I was like, I don't need to be drinking a beer at 10 in the morning or whatever it is, I've, you know, I've been doing it with these podcasts. And I don't really, don't, look, like, this sounds like blasphemy uh, since this is a podcast. I don't need to drink beer. Like, I, I think as I get older with each year, Drinking a beer becomes less and less desirable because not only is like, well, I don't want to get drunk anymore, in general, because I feel like crap the next day, and it only takes me three beers to really feel like crap the next day, not to necessarily even feel drunk. I don't necessarily love the, the taste of it otherwise. So I'm not gonna go say go so far that I'm gonna have a dry January because it is a balance with like the social side of things. Like Lisa and I, we we got shipments of red wine that come like every every other week and that's something we share in it's like I don't want to say it's a social thing but it's almost like a relationship social thing whatever and I don't know maybe the reports on red wine are, are fabricated but they may it might be okay for you so I think I'll probably continue with the red wine but I'm gonna definitely plan on cutting out beer at least for for now
1: well it's something because um there was a, a conversation that I had a few days ago about those who do dry January's, and sometimes the dry January's go into dry February's, March, and April's for some people. Hmm. And there's one person who had done it, who has been sober for a few years, and his line was this: He's like, "Hey, while you're young, why don't you experience clear-headedness and healthiness?" Just meaning while you're young, you know, if you want to do that when you're old and you want to get drunk and and you know, kind of you know push your health push it later. Enjoy your youth, enjoy your now. And I and for some reason that kind of stuck to me because you know I, there there is something to enjoying now and 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 feeling what it's like to be fully clear-headed and healthy. So so that's kind of what what my mantra is, but. I want to, you know, take a step back because you're not special, and I'm not saying that to insult you, but you're not special because there are tons of people that are listening that aren't listening that as the New Year 12 o'clock struck, there was this uneasiness that I think we all have, and it's an uneasiness, and it's also a reflection. It's a reflection on, hey, what went well last year, what didn't go well. What would I like to do? What didn't I like to do? Blah, blah, blah. But it's also where to start. And I've run into a few people lately that they don't even know where to start to figure out what kind of 2016 they want for themselves, for their businesses, for their families. They don't know where to start. And I don't know if you remember this because you and I have done this a couple years and I think we've gotten out of a practice a little bit. To where at the beginning of the last three or four years, we did start to say, "Hey, what is it? It's my. It's a dream of mine to blank." And I remember a dream of yours a couple of years ago was to run a certain amount of you know uh, miles. Uh, I remember <clears> it was to have a, a certain number of of Power Hitters Club members. So my best advice to to not only you because it's something that I'm going through too, is to write out a huge list of it's a dream of mine too. And I'm talking a list on a piece of paper without censoring yourself in any way. Hmm. I mean, it's, even if you're not capable of doing it, if you believe you're not capable of doing it, write it down anyway. Now, there's one that I have in mind for you, which <laughs> it's, a dream of, it's a dream of mine for you to win the Little League World Series. That's, that's my dream for you. Now, I don't know if that's your dream.
0: Oh, no, no, if, no longer a Little League World Series because we're not associated with Little League. But, yeah, some sort of youth baseball. That would be pretty cool.
1: Right, right, right. So some something like that. But but end of the day, I think, you know, I like your approach of trying to, you know, look at, at doing an assessment of yourself, kind of a diagnostic and figuring out where you are health-wise, where you are. You know, um, um, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. This is the time to do it. This yeah. is absolutely the time to do it. Now, tell me this. Yeah. As you described last year, and you described it as not. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy who loves to talk about A plus, and I always say, hey, at the beginning of the day, give yourself an A plus. Just start the day off with giving yourself an A plus, and then ask yourself, how did I earn my A plus? And however you decide you earn your A+, at the end of the day, you're the only one that can grade yourself as if you got it or not. What would you grade yourself for last year? And we'll just pick the topic of health. Huh. What, what, what would you grade yourself? I don't
0: know. I mean, it depends on how, how you – because there's so many factors to that. And mm-hmm. so it's funny we start with health because – so to give you an because I, I like your idea of you know what your dream is or where your dreams are.
1: Yeah,
0: um, right. it's so, a dream
1: of mine too. It's right. a dream of mine too. Blank dot dot dot.
0: My my approach here is a little bit different. I think both of them. It's important to write it down. Um, but mine basically, I'm taking inventory of first physical health, and that's the only one I've gotten through so far. Um, then mental health, marriage, fatherhood, friendships, core values, and fulfillment. John Lumer Digital, the Spiders, which is the baseball team. Structure. So I, there, there. Are obviously, some other directions I can go there too. But that, that, those are the categories. It's kind of like writing a blog post. This would be the longest blog post ever. Um, but I mean, I could just tell you, physical health wise. I mean, it, there are two sides of the coin on this. Um, I, I think I eat pretty healthy. Um, that's partially, th- mostly thankful. Uh, thank, I thank Lisa for that because she's a good cook and she makes sure that we eat healthy stuff. Um, and we don't have a bunch of junk in the house. Um, that said, we do do have some junk in the house now that we have the, this basement finished, and there's a bunch of candy and stuff for you know entertainment purposes. And during the year, I was eating way too much of that junk. Um, I don't mm-hmm. I don't drink a lot, but I don't need to drink. Um, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I mm-hmm. I run a little bit. I'm not overweight. It might even be so many people that will even say I'm underweight, and um, but I will say that you know, I'm 40 now, and you know, doing I'm not doing some things I need to be doing, like, I need to be taking better care of myself and getting the proper checkups and all this stuff. So, I say it was like, well, I just I didn't feel well this year, and it, it, so, in that sense, it was definitely a well, well, overall, I think I took care of myself. Some of the things, you know, you kind of have to adjust the scale as you get older for the things you should be doing. So in that sense, I, you know, I give myself like a D. Because I just, okay. at, at this moment, as we're talking, I don't feel as well as I can. And that's that impacts everything in my life. And I, I realize this, it's not just um, my physical health. It's it's my relationships because I, I get agitated. I'm tired. It's so the way, I, way I, I react to other people and the way I, I handle my business and coaching baseball. And so it's it's probably, that's why I, I listed it first when I saw what I've gotten through so far. It's, it's pretty important.
1: So, so after hearing that, uh, here's what shows up for me for health. And I look at health as physical health, mental health and emotional health. And, you know, when the, and there's probably a little spiritual health too. So spiritual health and emotional health might be the same thing. But overall, I look at my health and I grade it by my energy. And you just described that. It's like, how much energy do you have? Are you tired all the time? Are you annoyed, irritated, angry, frustrated, all that stuff? And that directly correlates to health. No doubt about it. How you eat how you I mean your rest how about your rest this year do you think you rested well
0: and that's another thing is that I think I slept enough mm-hmm. Um, but the way I slept I, I think needs to be changed so okay. an example that I might be going to bed too late and sleeping in uh, which is bad for my for my marriage and bad for mm-hmm. my for parenting like I should I, I should be more helpful in the mornings and getting up earlier. To help, but I'm trying to, you know, take care of myself. And I realize the less sleep I get, the worse I feel even. So I think part of that is uh, going to bed earlier and just being smarter about all that, too. And then getting up earlier.
1: Yeah, well, I think, and you're, again, you're very similar to lots of people on They're focusing on the actions, and you're saying, oh, if I get to bed early, and that's why I said it's a dream of mine, too. If you start off with it's a dream of mine to be energized first thing in the morning so I can be of more support for my children and my wife, and then you reverse engineer that. You start from it's my dream and then say, okay, well, what are are the things that I'm going to have to do? Um, I will tell you, you know, one of the things that that's a really important part of health is stress mm-hmm. and how you handle it. And, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, John is family, and I've known John for, shoot, over, what, 15 years? I don't even know how long it's now. Long time. But, um, yeah, a long time. And I know that stress shows up for you. You lean more toward worrier than a non worrier and stress impacts physical health and mental health. So I think when one says it's a dream of mine to live a less stress-free life, then they start figuring out what are the stress points and if the stress points are made up or if they're real. Now I know you, you have some made up stress points and you know we've we've talked about in certain situations that, that you will engineer some stress for, for situations that really don't call for that much worrying. And I'll give an example. For, for those of you who are a crammer as a test taker, like meaning you wait to the last second to cram and then you experience all the stress right before you take a test and then you take it and you somewhat do well, you get a B, you get a B plus. There's studies that state that those who prepare themselves weeks in advance on average do way better than crammers. And they have better physical health and they have better mental health. So I say all that long-windedly to bring back to as everyone's looking at their health, looking at some of the, the stressors that can cause that physical health feeling of I don't have enough energy or that emotional health of – you know, I'm worried about this majority of the time and I can't let this go. Um, or the mental health, just even the the mindset, the mindset of, you know, I don't even know how to live a less stress-free life. So with that being said, what? how did stress show up in 2015 for you?
0: Well, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a crammer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's there a, a combination of many things, but I think – it, the, the health thing is a vicious cycle, too, because, I and mean, we don't need to get all into the details, but mm-hmm. I mean, anyone, anyone tell you that if, if, if you are stressed out, that that makes you feel worse physically. So if I am stressed out, and if, if it's even stressed out about my health, it can make things worse. And uh, so, like, how much of this is just all in my head? So it's it's right. um, you know even baseball stuff like starting a new team is like starting a new business uh, so that was stressful um, you know this you know' just a just business in general because like it's, it's kind of taken a, a new step this year where you know we definitely had more people involved and I'm I start stepping back a little bit more which that's stressful um, yeah yeah
1: so so I'm going I'm to kind of pivot us right now because there was a question that I found that, that we were asked from, uh, from a person that wanted to, to get your opinion on this. And he asked, he said, if you could get, go back in time and give yourself advice when you first started, what would it be? Now, as I say that, I'll say it again. If you could go back in time and give yourself advice – when you first started, what would it be? I would say, what would it be in regards to stress first? Knowing what you know now, when somebody's just starting up, they want to, they want to go into this digital marketing space and be a social marketer and create a membership model and speak for a living. What what would you tell them?
0: Well, first off, cer- certainly no expert on managing stress um, effectively, but I mean, I, I would say fail I mean don't worry about failing and I think that's probably the Mm -hmm. one thing that helped me back most in the early going kept keeping me from experimenting with certain things was uh, you know I think that failure and being afraid of failing I think some people kind of use it as a badge badge of honor or whatever but it can also prevent you from doing things and Mm -hmm. so I guess that's what I would say
1: What about family? So you know, what have you learned now about getting balance, or is there such a thing as as balance with starting up, you know, your online business and figuring out how to balance time with your your wife and your kids?
0: uh you know, it's funny. You know, and one of the reasons why I've kind of gone through this process and and taking this inventory is because I'm I'm realizing that as an at-home entrepreneur we have completely different problems as everyone else but just you still have them though like you you could say oh I'm working from home I never travel so this is and I don't I don't work late so I've got balance and it makes me a great husband and a great father and um, grit, you know, all this stuff, and that's not true. You, you, we have a different way uh, of distracting ourselves and taking us away from those things and doing them well. So, um, that, that answer your question, where was I going with that?
1: Yeah, you, you, well, you know what, you, you are leading there, and let me, let me, you know, kind of reposition you because as people are starting their online businesses and their problems that they, need to be aware of that they're not aware of. And and when it's in regards to balance, balance of family, yes. balance of you know, work, here here's what shows up for me. And I'm as as a fellow, you know, online entrepreneur, I know that I struggle with being focused. Mm-hmm. And being at home, while I don't have the you know the family or or the wife, I can still find A television – well, back in the days when I used to watch TV, television was a a heck of a distraction. Um, Just being uh, on the couch was a distraction. I took more naps (laughs) than I ever knew that I needed. So I think as as one considers working from home, if they haven't worked from home before, is to look deep inside and, and, like you said, do an inventory or an assessment of how organized are you really? And, and what is a distraction and what isn't one? Because I know even my phone is a, is a distraction. Oh, yeah. I, e- e- email is a distraction. I know that I'm more available to my friends and my family 24-7 than I've ever been when, than when I worked in corporate America. And I didn't realize that. That's, that was a new problem that I realized, like, oh, I need to make sure that I turn my phone off between this time and that time or email email is the best one especially with all of the the apps on your phone that can ding you every 5 seconds when you get an email that to me I feel like I'm a science experiment like a Pavlov dog like every time I hear this ding I'm like running to find where my phone is so yeah.
0: and we've talked uh, about it and that's why like I've gotten to the point where I just ignore that stuff too which is on the complete opposite side of that spectrum of bad like I so I I, I need to somehow be able to organize it so some of those dings are more important than the other dings and I got to make sure I handle that ding instead of just ignoring almost all of them.
1: Well, you used a good word, the word bad, because as I'm responsible for our response time for our member care, I can look at the first reply time and uh, yeah, we got to get you responding faster, (laughs) faster than later on emails. So yeah, it does become a bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I, I think the other. I'm sorry, I just I was. there's one other thing I want to make sure I talked about, just because we're talking about balance, and I talk about how it it's changed um, for being an on, an online, you know, entrepreneur. It, it's something that more and more every year for me. Um, I've become more isolated, or just the the compounding. Okay, it's just been one year of isolation. Now it's two. Now it's three. Now it's four. Is makes makes things changes things um and i think it changes my relationships so it changes the way i communicate with people i think it also you know how it is how first of all it's so easy to misinterpret things on the internet like an email or whatever um mm-hmm. not to mention how like i've started just so this is as we're talking this is kind of all coming coming together for me i've become Less and less engaged in general on social media, and I think this is why because people are just say things they would never say, and as a result, because I don't have probably the social skills I used to have because I become more and more isolated, I take it all personally, and I you know don't think through the fact well that they don't really mean it that way or whatever. Um, so I, th- I think there's you know definitely when it comes to balance, uh, it it's new problems as you're someone who intentionally isolates yourself like I
1: Yeah. Well, I, and again, I we go back to the, the question of if you could go back in time and give yourself advice, what is your advice on a person who is an introvert versus an extrovert socially? Because when you say, you know, if someone's going to be a social marketer, the word social <laughs> has a lot to... I mean think about that Because yeah. I, I I'd say this That I would not describe you As the most social of people Face to face
0: No and, and like I said I think that's, that's getting worse as, as this goes on Because I, my social skills are eroding yeah. it, Is it a dream of yours to be more social? I don't know I've always been kind of an introvert But right. it's, I think it's just becoming worse As we go on
1: yeah, well, and I think that's what the Internet has done. The Internet has made it very easy to hide in a cave and just interact whenever you feel like it. You don't have to handshake. You don't have to hug anymore. And, and it, I think that's, that's something that I'm recognizing in myself. In this year, it is a dream of mine to be more social. It is to I'm an introvert, and you, most people say, no way, you're more of an extrovert. I don't know if there's a blend of the two. But I know when I'm around people that I know, I'm very, you know, outgoing. And then when I'm not around people that I know, I'm very reserved. You know, I'd be just I'd be described as just quiet and reserved. So I think I think as people go into if they are going into the social entrepreneurship world and they're looking at their inventory and they're looking at their assessment. um, I don't know if you really have to if you're an extrovert offline then does that trans, does it translate into being, a, an extrovert online? I don't, I don't, know. But I think that there's, there's something to understanding yourself offline as, a, as a social person for sure.
0: No, absolutely.
1: So, so I, I'm going to give you a different framework because I'm operating under a Seth Godin book called, I think it's called Connect Four or Pick Four. It's called Pick Pick Four. And his process is really simple, that he says, well, there's there's you know eight categories, eight categories at the beginning of the year, when you say, it's a dream of mine too, and you write out all these things, and once you write them all out, you start to categorize them, and you, he, he shows this pattern. And one, we've already talked about, which is family. The second, we just talked about, which is social. And there's a lot of social goals that, that people say, like, for example it's a dream of mine to speak at a TED talk you know it's a dream of mine to uh, speak in front of a crowd of 500 that that has a more social play to it but the next one that I want to talk to you about and oh physical is another one we've already talked about that so physical family and social what about um kind of financial I would not describe you as a you know financially driven person but maybe i'm wrong it is is finance come into play as you're doing this inventory over the last year does financial come into play for goals
0: i mean i haven't i have gotten to that at this point talking about business right but no i'm not i mean and that i feel like that's part of my problem I, I, I again i think that's a my use of words should be picked apart there when i say problem but mm-hmm. um i i since I'm not driven by money and we're at a point where I'm happy and I'm comfortable, I'm satisfied, that's a dangerous place um mm-hmm. to to keep growing and to keep building and keep doing things the right way so um yeah that's that's part of my battles for two thousand sixteen
1: well, tell me this, so knowing what you know now about motivation in the beginning were you highly motivated for money?
0: I would say it was definitely much more of a motivation than because, yeah, understand, the motivation for money was about, I gotta be able to pay the bills. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to be an embarrassment to my family. I want to be able to pay for college mm-hmm. for these kids. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we mm-hmm. keep this house and we can, you know, just do the basic things. Um, so, so it was, it was a motivation in that way. But then I wasn't like, oh, I want to make millions and millions of dollars doing this. I was just like, I just want to pay the bills. And so, so
1: yeah. Well, i and sorry to cut you off, but, but what shows up for me right now, what does someone need to know if they go in and they say, hey, I'm starting a business just to pay the bills? And then what happens to them when they, they have enough money to pay the bills and that's not their motivation anymore? What what advice do you give? Them? <laughs> I I think
0: uh, I'm the guinea pig there. I'm not sure what's gonna happen. I guess we'll find out. Stay
1: yeah, stay, no, you are. stay tuned and, for and, 2016. And, and for, I don't know. And and for those that are listening, that's called a quarterback throwing the ball right across the middle as high as possible. Because I know this is a challenge that John has. That you know we want to figure out you know what that next level of motivation is and and my best advice is to understand that there are different phases of motivation and I think once you get caught in this idea that phase one motivation of pay bills is the end all it's like those who who say I want to play in the NBA and then when they finally get to the NBA they didn't have the goal of making the all-star team they didn't have the goal of winning a championship they didn't have any other goals other than get an NBA, and then they, they end up only playing for two or three years because, you know, they didn't figure out what their next level of motivation is. So yep. I think, John, you said, you said it best. I think part of this inventory and this assessment that, that you're going through is just looking at the next level of motivation for each one of them. And for your physical, I mean, I'll tell you this, it's it, it's a dream of mine that you're going to be energized for every game this year for the Spiders. And that means energized from a standpoint that you feel healthy, that you're fully present and that you're not worried about, you know, John Loomer Digital, that right. you are fully in the moment. That's that's a dream of mine, too. So creating that connection on if I'm in full good physical health, then I will be able to dot, 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 dot.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think um, you're right about the motivation um, because ultimately you know for me now the bills are paid and then some it's like okay well what can keep me going and that's why like in this inventory I'm including core values and fulfillment so what's going to make keep me fulfilled um, and ultimately it comes down to you know, yeah you don't want to do something you love but you want to make a difference and you want to make uh, a difference that lasts and I know we've talked about this before, and we, we hear stories from people that yes, that you know what I'm doing now makes a difference for people, and, and I, I do appreciate that. So not not saying I don't, but I I want to do something bigger. I don't know what that is, but ultimately I think that's that's my measurement of uh, fulfillment right now. You know, it's when it's not money. It's like well, yeah, money is a part of it, but it's not the primary motivator. I, I want to make a difference in some way.
1: Well, in, in all my time through the years of being with entrepreneurs, I've probably been around at least 200 um, entrepreneurs with less than a million dollars in, in business. And I've always tried to find out the distinction between success and significance. And years ago, I was handed a, an article when I was first going into the entrepreneurship game and the article you know kind of let me know like hey success isn't you know a drug developing a business to a million dollars ten million dollars 20 million dollars yeah that that might be success to other people but what it is to look at is significance and what is that significance it was I able to help you know a thousand people do XYZ was I able to help a thousand people, you know, employ a thousand people to make money in order to pay for their kids' college education. Exactly. And I think it takes a, I think it takes a lot of inventory and a lot of assessment to do so. To to go there to be grateful and to understand that it's more about significance than success. Do you do you see a distinction between the two, or are they the same to you?
0: Um, I don't know the difference between significance and success.
1: Yeah, significance and say well, like like tell me on the baseball field, is it the same? What what does success look like on the baseball field versus significance? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean I think, I think I think you're right in a sense in that success is almost uh, on the is, is surface, you know. So like mm-hmm. when, when you rattle off you know what you did, it's stats. Well, did, did we win? Did we lose? How many tournaments did we win? And kind of the same thing with business. Um, how much money do we make this year? How much do we spend? Kind of that's kind mm-hmm. of your, your wins and losses. So, but then significance would be in either case, you know, separate of all that, what kind of difference did we make? Uh, did, do these kids, did they love that experience? experience? Did the families mm-hmm. love that experience? Do they want to come back? Um are, are we based? Did we become you know a family on the road? You know that kind of thing. And the same kind of same same thing with with business is, you know, significance is what kind of difference did I make? Um, now
1: I I, I, I will I say love that there's a claiming com- though,
0: but there's a combination of those two, because right. I have a hard time saying that there's much You know, there there could be some very few exceptions. You're gonna be gonna call it a significant season if we don't win a single game. Um, because right. people aren't gonna be happy. <laughs> I can guarantee you, it's gonna be tough to keep people happy if we're losing every game. And same thing with the business. Uh, if, if if we can't call a significant year, if I lose money, um, and right. and you know we lose our house or something, you know, as a result. So right. there's there's got to be some kind of balance there. Though.
1: Well, I I love the distinction of in regards to baseball, it. It's We want to win a championship, and if we want to win a championship, that's success. But if we want to create a family on, on the road, that's significant. So I still see them very separate, but I see them both interrelated. And even you saying it's a dream of mine to lead a team to the championship while creating a family on the road to where everyone feels like they have have had a part in our winning, That's a great mantra. That's a great rallying cry. And as you go through this inventory and this assessment, I think you look at um, you know you look at the, the spiders and you look at figuring out how to cast that dream and write out as many dreams as, as, as you can come up with. And I think it'll help. I think people get too caught up in what they think is most important, which is their, their businesses or their jobs. And if they start to look at the play side of it, and you and I have talked about this before, if you start dreaming about what play looks like, the the work, the significance of why you work and why you try to, to do what you do for a living so you can play more kind of stands out. So That's true. all right, so I, I'm gonna tell you, I think that, that this was a great start to 2016. I think there's a ton of people out there trying to figure out where to start. I love the fact that that one starting point is doing an inventory or assessment on, you know, 2015, and asking yourself some powerful questions. I know that I've sent you a few on, you know, how would you grade yourself in in particular areas of the business and particular areas of life. Um, and then I think there's the second part of you know being in a creative mindset it's, and starting off with it's a dream of mine to, whatever, and then, with using both of those approaches, I think that one will start to take the steps forward, to designing a great 2016. Yeah. What What do you think?
0: I, I agree. You know, it's it's funny that, so like over over the holidays, I've really I've struggled with. First of all, writing it all, um, writing any blog posts. First of all, I you know want to f- spend my time with family, and, and I feel like this is a burden. And I also know that in general people don't care as much, and so I haven't written anything. Now getting back into the groove is tough, but additionally, it's like I feel like I always have to stay on, stay on message. Talk about Facebook ads and Facebook. And I, I wonder as we start two two thousand sixteen, new year, new slate, clean slate. Is this an opportunity to be writing about something like this for this week's blog post?
1: Yeah, I, I think so, John. I think that, that you've been gifted and blessed with not only the, the past four years with the business, but the, past, the 36 before that, that you are definitely called to share your experiences. Because when we have people that ask us directly – If you could go back in time and give yourself advice when you first started, what would it be? That's one person raising their hand, and I believe that one person represents 1,000 people. So I think there's a lot of people out there that are starting their businesses online and offline, and they just want to know where to start. They want to know the intuitive starting point to starting their business. And they want to read about this. They want to listen to this. I mean, there's lots of podcasts. There's lots of blogs and what have you. But I think you know, our group of followers, our group of, of people who find the content interesting would also find this interesting as well, sprinkled in with, you know, with your expertise in Facebook. So, yeah. so I, I, personally, I personally would raise my hand to say that I'd like to see you share more and I of course would like to, you know, co author some things with you as well because I've had the the greatest vantage point, which is not only the passenger seat, maybe the back seat a bit, and you know, maybe on occasion the driver's seat with this business. So I, I really think you should you should follow your heart and start writing from, from about this.
0: Let's try writing about it today. I need to get something okay. published this week.
1: All right. <laughs> Somehow well, we can.
0: All right, man. Well, we're, we're beyond 30 minutes, but I really didn't care too much about time this week. Um, welcome to 2016, everybody. So we got the, the new 40-minute podcast. Uh, but, Jared, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks again for being on. Where, where can people find you?
1: Yeah, uh, They can find me at BackupCEO on Twitter and then BackupCEO.com. And then my email address, J-O-H-N, at BackupCEO.com.
0: Awesome. It's been fun, man. Thanks again. We'll have a great 2016. And to everybody else, make sure you have a great 2016 too. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're here for you and to share our stories and just know that you know, no matter how hard it gets, uh, there's someone going through something like it just, just like you. So we will get th- through it together. Enjoy. Cheers. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.